This is my story. I was brought up in a loving home, although set against most recent attitudes towards family life. No doubt it would be considered somewhat restrictive, as I recall it. We attended the local church, which didn't belong to any of the traditional denominations, but was recognised as a free church for that reason. It was a major factor in my growing up years, in that we attended some events in the church activities three nights a week, and three times on a Sunday, so you can see that it had a significant influence and used a lot of my time during my growing years. There was, it has to be said, many aspects of those years with which I regret, but of course I had no control over them. Nevertheless, sometimes coming through difficult times as a child equips you well for adult life, because when difficulties cross your path, you have already survived many, and are therefore well equipped both mentally and physically to adapt and so deal with the circumstances with which you are faced. Studying the Bible, which was central to this church life, was an enterprise for which I have to say I am not I am not ungrateful, although I wouldn't want to go through it again, nor would I ask my children to do so. But it taught me to read difficult prose, it gave me an understanding of scripture, and therefore provided me with an understanding of many aspects of history, which I have to say attending our local modern, uh, secondary modern school was unlikely to provide. My father read each morning from the Bible and prayed for the family around the breakfast table. It was a number of years in my early life before I realised why in my father's grace before a meal he seemed to be praying for fleas. You say, fleas, yes, fleas as part of his grace. On reflection, when a little older, I realised that the full text of the grace was, for these and all other mercies we thank you now, Lord, not for fleas, etc. You see, I was mishearing though the word these. Repetition tends to reduce the careful articulation of the phrase, and therefore words can be misconstrued, as in this case. I have to say, it must have caused some humour if I discussed this with others of my <coughs> with others concerning my father's grace, saying on times, Do you know, my dad prays for fleas daily, which caused quite a deal of humour. Next dominant concern in my life was sadly a little bit more serious. My oldest brother, Alan, suffered from an early age with grand mal epilepsy. In those years, it was poorly understood by the medical profession and less so by the public in general. In fact, there was some stigma attached to it, as if to suffer was in some way strange. I use that word because it seems the only adequate expression to try and convey the sense because it inspired in my mother particularly to try and hide the knowledge of the illness with which her eldest son suffered. Hence, he only ever referred to his condition as terms. Of course, living in a small town, attending a local school, and from time to time, my brother would succumb to a seizure outside the confines of the home, and therefore his condition was well known and understood by friends and teachers alike. 
I mention this because it fell to me as his brother to attend him if he had a fit when I was with him. Most alarming of which occurred when he and I were sent by my father down to the field which he owned just outside the town to cut some logs for the fire. This would be a mile distance from my home. To facilitate the transport, we had a rather posh soapbox cart, which my father had made using full-size bicycle wheels. Very proud of it we were too, and it moved very easily over the ground. When we arrived at the field, my brother, being larger and stronger than I, took charge of the adult axe with a seven-pound blade on the end of the shaft, whilst I was using a saw and a smaller chopper nearby to deal with smaller pieces of wood. He was vigorously chopping his way through one log after another, concentrating on my own work, not attending to him. Suddenly there was a thud in the ground, not more than a couple of feet from my foot. It turns out that my brother had had a fit with the, with the, and with the vigour with which he was wielding the axe, it was released from his grasp, flying through the air, just landing at my feet. I would say that it was a close shave. It was then a matter of what shall I do with an unconscious young teenager on the ground, no mobile phones, no other means of contact, nobody around. To this day I do not quite know how, but I lifted him off the ground and put him not very ceremoniously in the cart and proceeded to push him back home. I remember well the stir that I caused having pushed him down the main street of our small town. I then turned into the customer entrance of the butcher's shop and pushed him inside amongst the customers. As you can imagine, my father immediately saw the need for rapid attention and soon had things under control and got my brother to bed. Although for a short time afterwards, his condition deteriorated. But I can only think that by this time, drugs were more readily available and more effective. And soon he became much more stabilized than when <coughs> and went on to live a full life.